Over 30 years of advice for your house, home, castle, or cabin. Y'all have things you want to get done. It's Rosie on the House. Hour number three, open home hour. Open to you, the Arizona homeowner. one 767 4348 one rosie for you When the auto attendant answers, just hit the number one button. That'll bypass the message and put you right into the studio. Text can be sent to 411-923, or you can email info at rosieonthehouse.com. First broadcast of the open home hour in the 2021 year. What projects do you have? I'm not a resolutions guy. I don't I don't make New Year's resolutions. I don't plan anything around the New Year because if you've got to wait for the New Year to start it, chances are you're not going to keep it anyway. If you need to do it, just do it. Do it. Just yeah. do the right thing, just, right, Just Rome? do it. Why, yeah. why do you have to wait for a New Year to start something new? Just, just do it. But if you've got something on your home to-do list for 2021 or you've got something that's bugging you and you need to make a goal to get it done, well, let us know. Let us help you get started. Let us help you finish maybe a project uh, or answer a question, just like Mark, who is joining us at one 767 4348 That's 1-888-ROSIE for you to talk about a kitchen sink. Good morning, Mark. Good morning. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. All right. That's awesome. I, I, have, a, I have a project I'm doing in my kitchen. I have a two-basin stainless steel sink with a kind of cheapy uh, uh plated faucet that came with the house and I would like to replace it and put a, a single basin large uh, sink with a, a nice upgraded faucet in and I want to go from the stainless steel to some kind of black finish my countertops my backsplash everything is black in the kitchen and I want to keep continue I want to continue with that theme so I don't know anything about the black finishes on sinks there's the granite, there's a uh, black stainless steel, which all my appliances, little by little, as I replace them, I'm replacing with black stainless steel. Um, so what can you tell me about kitchen sink finishes? And, and my sink takes a beating. So what's going to hold up? What's going to look bad after a few years? What should I steer clear of? Well, you definitely, if it takes a beating, you definitely want the hardest surface you can find. And I think the only thing that you're really going to notice on the black versus a white sink arizona is very notorious for hard water uh, we have a lot of minerals in our mm-hmm. water um, a lot of that is just because a lot of our water comes from uh, you know the the colorado river runoff it gets it travels a long way it gets piped it gets trenched it gets uh, elevated it gets purified uh, and the cities and your water supplier aren't required to have any type of um you know they're they're water filtering it off system. for uh, for health reasons. They're not worried about alkaline or calcium in the water. So your water treatment system at your home is what will do that because that white kitchen sink, the stainless steel kitchen sink as well, they're going to hide those water spots a lot better. You know, the reason you don't see a lot of black vehicles in Arizona is because of the dust. It shows up so quickly and there are pain. I mean, you got to constantly be cleaning and wiping your vehicle that's why you see so many yellow and so many white vehicles is it hides that uh the the dust so well well 
the black sink is not going to hide a lot of the water. So you're every time you're done using the sink, you're going to have to take a towel and dry it if you don't want the water spots to show up. Um, okay. Have you visited any plumbing showroom uh, to go look at it? Well, I, I have a I have a gift card for a large, uh, you know, big box, uh, you know, uh, uh, hardware store. Okay. And I was lo- I was looking to buy from there because it's going to cost me significantly less with the gift card. Okay. So I have visited uh, those types of places to look at sinks, but I haven't been to let's say like a, a mom and pop, mom and pop type of place. Yeah, like a. And and there are a lot of great plumbing supply houses throughout uh, throughout Arizona, but uh, you know you you mentioned you've already got this gift card, so the big box stores and I don't want to necessarily bash them because you know there's I, I don't know that there's necessarily anything bad, but, but but what you'll find is manufacturers will have two different types of product, although they're exactly the same, the serial number at the end will have a different letter. Well, one's for the economy, for the big box store. The other one is for your, you know, your, your central Arizona supplies, your Ferguson. So, Romy, is that, you're talking specifically about the faucets. Do you think it's the same on the sinks or you're thinking mostly like faucets? Manufacturing in general, you're going to have your high end and you're going to have your low end on, um, you know, it's why <clears throat> if you look at appliances, there's really only a few I mean, Whirlpool's owned by Maytag is owned by, um, I mean, j- just the list goes on and on. It's it's all the same company. Um, you know, they're just different high end products that they're selling on it. So, you know, Kohler is a great, uh, great huh. American manufacturing company. They make a lot of great products. Um, so if, if and, and they do sell in uh, in box stores. So I, I would look for, you know, a good American brand like that. And like I said, that the denser the material, that harder it is going to be to scratch. And I would focus on that. There are plastic and fiberglass. I'm not there yet. Mark, I have a question for you. Um, have you yeah. tried using a one sink situation in your kitchen? Uh, no, I've only had a two. This is the first home I've ever lived in. Yeah. So um, this this sink that we have now, the two basin sink, is uh, what I've had for the 13 years I've been there. Oh, wow. But I, yeah, go ahead. Well, we have uh, in our house, we have a two piece sink, but one side is very deep, you know, bigger, deeper. Then I have a big um, crick neck um, faucet and the handle pulls out. Um, my daughter has a one hole sink and I have a really hard time doing my dishes in there. I can't figure it out. <laughs> I can't figure out the flow, but the, it really is. I don't know that you want to get rid of. And then you also have the disposal just on that one side. So just a thought, you know, just kind of think through what I really like that one piece. Okay, definitely. What, what we find is uh, we do a lot of cooking in the house um, I cook professionally, so I have a lot of large, like larger mm. pieces of oh, cooking okay. equipment mm-hmm. that mimic what I use at work. So when I put two or three pots in the sink and the half basin and the two basin sink, yeah. it gets filled up instantaneously. So we're just looking for something that I can wash like a 16-inch a saute pan in, something yeah. real large. Without cutting the countertops and making a, a big project because, you know, Right next to your kitchen sink, you've got your washing machine, so you can't dishwasher. go that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your dishwasher. dishwasher. Yeah, <laughs> you can't expand that way. And the other side, now you're taking up probably where you know, you've got a lot of your stuff that you use right there at the sink. So, going to a single basin, and 
Um, as for the faucet, uh, you had mentioned, you know, I'd, I'm sure there are black faucets. I mean, you can go there, the amount of product that's available. But again, same thing. Look for good American products uh, and, and name. Um, Moen, uh, you know, they say buy it for looks, buy it for life. I was in a home that was built in the 60s recently, and they still had the original Moen faucets on uh, in the house. So that. The, and Rosie's mentioned when you Delta, say buy too. it for life. <laughs> yeah. Rosie said Rosie's what? mentioned Delta. Delta on many occasions mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. I think, Mark, even with the certificate, I'd still take a swing by like Central Arizona Supply and just look. And then maybe you'll be able to discern when you go to the bigger box. You know, you'll be able to see if you can see the difference. That's awesome. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate your help. When you get it done, let us know uh, what time dinner's being served. Sounds like you're a professional. We'll come uh, help you clean it up. We're professional taste testers. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Uh, from there, let's go to Didi and see how we can help Didi this Saturday morning. Welcome to the broadcast. Thank you so much. Good morning and healthy New Year to you all. Happy New Year. Thank you. I have a question. Um, is it commonplace here in Arizona to uh, to have broken tile on your floor continuously? When you say continuously, have you had it replaced and it keeps breaking? Yes. And is, um, go ahead. We purchased a new home with Richmond American Homes three years ago, and they've been good about coming out. I think we've had tile in the past three years replaced maybe six times. We wait for it to crack out pretty well before we bother to call, but I've got kind of a patchwork here in the home. Have different, you know, darker tile, uh, darker grout where the tile's been replaced. Have two lines now that have started, and I'm hoping that they're going to continue, you know, for the next two years to replace this cracked tile. But my question is: Is this commonplace and? You know, for the rest of eternity, are we going to be stuck maintaining this? It, it's not commonplace, but I do have a couple questions for you, ma'am. Um, when you're, when these, is it the grout coming loose? Is it tiles popping? Or are there cracks through the tile? Yes, cracks, the third one. It, physically through the middle of the tile? Yes, sir. Okay. So that, when when you see tiles that crack, you know, in the grout line, that's not uncommon. That that can happen. Um, not not a big cause of concern. And usually, a good sealer uh, can can disguise those cracks. If it's going through the physical tile, that means that the tile is glued very well to the concrete floor. So that's good. But if the tile itself is cracking, that means the foundation below is cracking. And the problem isn't really relating to your tile. It's the foundation below. It could have been the compaction at the time it was being poured. Um, it could have been wet concrete. It could have been, you know, an area in the house that got compromised for however. So I would, I would look to call a third-party foundation specialist and just come have them look at it because it's splitting through the physical tile. It's it's a telltale sign. The problem's the foundation below. And if it is a new home, you want to make sure you get on top of that before any warranty work has gone out because 
you know, you, you obviously don't want this to be an out-of-pocket cost. You built the new home. You didn't build it to have these kind of repairs. So we've got two great uh, foundation partners at rosieonthehouse.com. I'll make sure Carol gets you both those numbers during the break. You've got a home improvement dilemma? Give us a ring at 1-888-767-4348. When you hear the auto attendant, press 1. That's one rosie for you and then I get you in line, online here at Rosie on the House in our 10 o'clock hour, the open home hour, open to you, the Arizona homeowners. Anything you want to talk about your home, castle, or cabin, we go to Bill in Tucson. Welcome to the broadcast. How may we help you? Yeah, so first I wanted, I wanted to thank Rosie on the House because over the years I've used uh, almost exclusively Rosie on the House certified. And not only did get great work, but I've saved thousands of dollars, too, from other contractors when I get multiple bids. So I want to thank you all for that. Thank you, Bill. We appreciate the testimony. And, you know, that's usually a setup to a question I can't answer. So let's see how we go from here. <laughs> <laughs> so I bought uh, a friend's house that passed away, unfortunately, and uh, I'm dividing the front part of the house, the three bedroom um, to rent and the back she she added 10 years ago she added a beautiful Arizona room a nice huge Arizona room and uh, I'm dividing that off and making that into my mother-in-law's uh, new residence and uh, I wanted to I, there was two of course uh, going out the master bedroom was a patio an, a, a 70 50 year old uh, patio door and going out the main part of the house the living room there was a patio door going out to the Arizona room well, I, do, I closed off the, that wall uh, in the front part, and then in the back it's still open, uh, and I needed to soundproof that. So I was thinking about foam and uh, the blown-in insulation in between the walls, but I'm not sure yep. oh, about absolutely. other uh, soundproofing ideas. So layers are your key to soundproofing. So you've got... Are you going to be taking off drywall yeah. to the door to insert the foam? Well, the door. Well, it's uh, the in to the Arizona. I already put in. Uh, uh, I put in uh, plywood and the uh, faux brick uh, panels in the front part of the house, and in the back, it's still wide open, so you can still see the the patio doors, and um, so. So foam insulation yeah, would be that. great for that. Um, it, it's a great foam is a great absorber of sound. Um, it, it will also it's tight enough that when a door opens or closes, you know, a lot of times you hear it shake or rattle the house, you know, that can fill in those voids to eliminate that. There's also soundboard. So then once you've got your foam and before you put on drywall, put on a soundboard, you can you can multi-layer soundboard as well. And it's only you know, it's the same size as sheetrock. So if you put on three layers plus your sheetrock, you're only taking up two inches. And if, you know, you can give up two inches to get that soundproof. Uh, so you're separating, uh, you know, your your living spaces and, and making it more private. Um, that That's a real easy, uh, easy solution. If there's any kind of glass uh, or windows that aren't opened a lot, uh, there's a company called Magnetite that makes... Uh, glass panes that 
magnetically adhere. Uh, it, it's used a lot in the Gulf Coast when hurricanes come. You take out your magnetite, you put it on the outside of your window. It's an extra layer of protection against glass breakage, but we have found it's an incredible soundproofing uh, a device as well. And then I'm going to give you this website, A-U-R-A. L-E-Lex, R-L-X, and they are a specialist in soundproofing. Often when you go there, you're going to think I sent you to a place that's going to make a, a, a recording studio. And a lot of their product is for you know, soundproofing for studios, for entertainment centers, home theaters. But they also have a lot of products on there that you can buy. Uh, you know, just spend a little while. You know, if nothing else, it'll give you some ideas. Um, to find uh, and some practices. Uh, there's different things you can go in isolation. There's even a sheet block sound barrier that comes in a rollout thickness. There's uh, these residential channels that they have. So it'll give you a lot of additional ideas on things that are possible for uh, soundproofing that area. And then from there, you know, it's just a matter of what your budget is to get the job done. And like I said, it, you Layers is the key, and if we're working on a limited budget, you know, you could always just schedule, all right, this month we're getting this layer done, next month we're going to do the next layer, then the next layer, and, and space that out and not be in a situation where you feel like you're in a, in a construction site on zone, you know, you're living in a construction home. Yeah, and, you know, um, for that soundboard that you talked about, where, where do I find that? You know, um, RLX does sell it, but uh, most of, you know, any good lumber store, it, you know, it, it's, you've got your stacks of plywood, your stacks of OSB, and then your soundboard. It, it really doesn't look a whole lot different than uh, OSB or particle board. It's just, it's a lot more fibers that are glued together. And it, it, it's lighter than plywood and OSB. So down in Tucson, I'm not sure. I mean, I, other than the big boxes. I'm not sure if there's um, what lumber we used to have. Grant Road Lumber it was a great place, but that's gone. Mm, sorry to hear that. There's there's a lot of there's too many of those stories. Lots of casualties. <laughs> yep, that are out there. But we will look around. Um, off the top of my head, uh, I don't know, but during the bottom of the hour news break, we'll get your zip code and find a, a lumber supply shop closest to you. They still exist. They're still around. Uh, we've got Allied and uh, in the Maricopa area. There's also Miller that's out on the uh, way out in the East Valley. You've got Helt in the Central uh, Corridor. So there's there's still lumber stores out there. We'll find one specifically for your uh, zip code. Everyone on hold. That music means we're going to bottom of the hour news, so just hang tight. Uh, as a lot of things we can do here at Rosie on the House, but we can't stop the clock. We'll be back on the backside of this break and continue with your calls at one 767 4348 That's one rosie for you Every Saturday, we have a weekly to-do that we cover in this segment, and we'll get to it. It's on budgeting. But we've got the lines full right now, so we want to get to our Arizona homeowners. That's part of being every Arizona homeowner's best friend is making sure we get all the questions answered that call in and give the best possible advice and direction we can for your home, castle, or cabin. Joy, welcome to the program. Oh, hi. I'll take this off speaker. Okay, thank you. I have been 
It's good to talk to you uh, up front. I've been looking everywhere for six weeks for a replacement for the roof. It is a southwestern home with parapet flat roof. When it rains, it channels to a hole in the sides of those roofs. There are seven or eight or nine around the house that look to me like clay tile, about an inch thick, about two feet long, an exaggerated U. So it's like a plate to invite rainwater to come out and fall on the ground away from the house. One of them broke off. I can't find one. I've checked with all supply houses, roofing companies. I even called a uh, floor tile manufacturer to see if he could make a clay cowlick for me. And I'm at a dead end. Well, if you've called the roofing supply houses, that would have been my uh, suggestion as well. And what you're talking about, and if if you're new to Arizona, what Joy has is a flat roof. And then there's parapets that go around the uh, parameter. And what she's talking about, these holes, is the water is they have crickets on the roof and it's designed to slope so the water all drains to one spot and that's your your you know, your downspout that the water uh, runs off the roof and it's all angled to these points around the home. And in a southwest style, that Spanish look, you've got this this Spanish tile that it comes off of one of those has cracked and that Spanish tile that serves as your your downspout for your water is, is what you're looking to replace and your roofing and the roofing supply houses don't have them which I said would, would have been the first place I called um, those are scuppers right Roman yeah if yeah. you've already tried that clay scuppers we're gonna have to call a few of our certified partners and see where they get clay scuppers from it's not common to see those anymore but i can't believe that that you couldn't find them somewhere i would sure think durafoam i mean that's they all they do is flat roofs and wouldn't they have a resource well we'll we'll do a little digging for you joy but that would be my first guess so i don't have an answer for you today but we've we're going to make some calls for you okay okay thank you thank you well thank you for the call we appreciate it and we'll help you find those uh those clay tile scuppers it is a very southwest look. It is a very nice look, um, uh, the stucco territorial style homes. But as Rosie will tell you, they're the most expensive homes to, to maintain, and that's one of the reasons. Let's get to Manuel next on the line at one 767 4348 That's one 888 for you. Manuel, good morning. Hello, good morning. What's your question? So my question is, uh, I'm doing a um, vinyl flooring, so I'm going to have um, a contractor come in and install the new vinyl plank, but it does not do baseboards. And my question is, do you have any company or any referrals that I can turn into uh, that specialize in baseboards? And what part of the valley are we looking at, Manuel? We are in the West Valley, uh, close to the Cardinal Stadium. Okay. Sounds good. I don't have his number at my fingertips, but there is a gentleman by the name of Dove Shapira, and all he does is doors and trim. He's in the Central Phoenix area. I don't think uh, Cardinal Stadium is far enough out of um, out of his, his drive range. Um, it's somebody that we've looked at and has... Um, as part of the network, he's not currently a member, um, 
but he is somebody that does just specifically trim. So hang tight. I'll connect you uh, during the break with him when I can look up his number. So just be patient with me, and we'll get to Bob. He wants to talk about water heaters. Hello, Welcome I'm to here. the program. Yeah, I've got an old uh, tank water heater. I haven't done anything like it 25 years on it. Okay, on my life, it's starting to gurgle a little bit. So I think it's switching it out and maybe go to tankless. What I know is not really cost savings anymore with it. Is there anything else I would have to retrofit to get uh, tankless in there? Is there anything I need to know ahead of time? Would I have to run different electric or anything like that? Is it a higher voltage or anything like that I need to know? Yes, yes, and yes. <laughs> if, if you've got a water heater that's 25 years old, the electrical line that is currently there is not going to be enough power supply for a tankless water heater. They use an extreme amount of, uh, of energy to instantly flash heat that water. <clears throat> now, they also say that, that it's cheaper to run a tankless water heater because you're only heating water when you need it in real time. So you're not paying to keep water hot 24-7 in a tank. And over the long run, even though it uses more electricity to heat it, it's only heating it when you need it, so you're saving money. In a perfect world, that's what they say. Now, most, we had mentioned hard water earlier when the gentleman was talking about the sink. If you don't have a water softener, most, and I say most, I don't know any tankless water heaters that don't require a water softening device what they have found is when they're flash heating this water quickly as it's passing through uh, the hard water in Arizona the amount of scale and calcium buildup that gunks up the electrical components and the heating components of a tankless water heater happens so fast they won't warranty it unless you don't have a water softening equipment. So if you don't already have a water softener, you got to add that cost to the expense. And then there's even some manufacturers that have a descaler on top of that that they require you to install. Now, most of the people I know that do tankless water heater installs, because it's such an expense, and if you've got to go through the additional uh, electrical line, and even if you have gas, you've got to get a, a bigger gas line, uh, supplied to it and the water heater and the tank itself they've actually started offering a lot of finance packages for it because um, it helps them sell it and it really is very nice to have an endless supply of hot water when you need it and isn't it, bob how many people in your house there's like two of us right now yeah so not yeah. much now yeah. down the line maybe turn to a rental but right now it's only me and my son living there right now. Yeah, what I understand is it works best for, you know, one or two people. A big family, their tanks aren't big enough, right, Romy? Is well, that right? there is no tank. It's tankless. Right. It just so, can't. Duh. <laughs> if, if you've got four or five different appliances all asking for hot water at one time, the volume that goes through these small units, it can't properly heat it to the temperature that you're accustomed to. They have gotten a lot better. That was a big problem when they first came out. It's still not you know, it, I wouldn't be running uh, a hot cycle on the laundry, the dishwasher, and taking a shower all at the same time. Uh, but could two people in two different showers uh, take one? I, I, they're getting, I, I think. They've improved, huh? I think they've improved to the point you could at least have two showers running at the same time. But I wouldn't have anything else running with that. So. To heat it, is there like a restrictor in there to uh, 
minimize the volume of water going to get it hot enough? No, it, the volume of water is still uh, managed by really whoever's supplying you water. If you're on Tucson City Water, you know the, the pressure that they're coming through the pipes and what's coming through the house isn't going to change at all unless you have a, another water-regulating device that you add in front of it. If, if you want to boost the amount of water going through it, that would be another unit you would have to install in front of it to make sure you get the volume through it that you want. But it's just designed to run on the water pressure that's delivered to your home. Did we lose him? Bob? No, no, I have him on hold. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we had some other callers. <laughs> so Go for it. Did that answer your questions, Bob? I, I guess that does. So average, what would it cost to install a, uh, without the uh, water socket heater only? The Just the tankless water heater? Yes. Ooh, so pricing is not something that we do on air because <laughs> that opens a can of worms and it sets expectations in people's mind that, um, you know, it, it, it's impossible for us to keep up with all the pricing. But as a general rule of thumb, and this is very general, you know, you're, it, it's about two to three times more than a regular tank water heater. And that's even hard because are we talking about a hundred gallon tank? Are we talking about a 40 gallon tank? Are we talking about a premium brand name tank? Are we talking about a cheap knockoff? You know, you, you could, you know, the, the numbers and options are so, you know, it, uh, uh, there's so many options. It's, it's absolutely impossible to, to give accurate pricing. And we don't feel we do a service to our homeowners by throwing out ideas of what we have seen in the past before uh, looking at your home, knowing your budget. Are you going for a premium brand that's going to last you longer? Are you looking for something cheap and quick to just get it done? You know, it, if you throw out numbers, people remember those numbers and it's, it's, they're incorrect numbers because every single house is different. You could go, the same contractor could bid the same uh, room addition on neighboring homes and come out different for a number of reasons, you know, that's just the terrain's different. The excavating's different. The tie into the existing home might be different. So it's, there's no one, uh, one silver bullet solution to pricing. So we stay away from it. And we found that helps us during the office a lot during the week because people call in, well, you said I could get it for this price and I can only find it for that. And <laughs> I want it for this price. It was mentioned. And it's just a can of night. But most, uh, most, Guys will give you a lot closer number over the phone of uh, tankless water heater on the, on the actual hard price. That's not the install price, but if you call a plumber, you know they can tell you the hard price on a tankless water heater pretty easily. So we've got a couple great ones in your area. We've got uh, intelligent design and temperature control. Both of them are dual HVAC plumbing contractors that have been with us. I'm gonna say close to ten Long years. While. So you've got a couple great options great there guys. in Tucson. Let's see if we can squeeze a next question in. We may not get the answer done before the break, but we'll at least get the question fielded. Welcome to the program. How may we help you? Yes. Good morning, Romy. My Good morning. question is: I per <laughs> I purchased um, a 1960 um, under a thousand square feet rental home last February, and the prior owners had stuck with the home, which I don't care for. But <laughs> but I have three peaks. 
that um, under the, like the eaves of the peaks, all the nails are sh uh, poking through from the roofing. And I want to finish that off nice before I paint it. it. Would I put aluminum siding like inside there? And who does that? Roofers or I can't find anybody to do now, that. Now, your number says 623. So I'm assuming, you know, your West Valley of the Phoenix metro area? It, yes, it's Sun City. It's okay. a Sun City home. Well, you know, we're going to be able to answer this one. Uh, we're, there's a company out of the Glendale Air Park called Booth Built Patio Products, and that is one of the services they offer. So they're in your neighborhood. They're close by. We'll get you Booth's number here during the break, and uh, we'll get you taken care of. down to our final segment we do have a couple more calls we're going to get to but we need to take care of our bulletin real quick um you have the most popular article of the week this was kind of comical at rosieonthehouse.com <laughs> we have thousands of articles posted a lot of them were stuff we wrote we felt it was important for homeowners to know a lot of it was questions homeowners asked us so we you know turned it put, into an article turned it into an article posted at rosieonthehouse.com and our analytics tell us the most viewed question this week is, can I burn my Christmas tree in the fireplace? And the short answer is no. And the long answer is also no. It's not even your branches. They can, because they're so fresh, they can ignite your fireplace. They also leave behind a lot of um, tar and junk and can muck up your fireplace. So don't even be tempted. Take it to the park. Those collection places, they turn it into mulch. Much better option. The only way to properly do that would be to take it outside, cut all the branches off individually, then cut the trunk up individually, just like regular firewood. But you would have to let it sit dry, for a yes. couple more months to let it dry out, absolutely. Right. Or, I got, my thought was fresh. Yeah, don't take it out of the living room and stick it in the fireplace, even if you chop it up. <laughs> if you chop it up, let it dry out. <laughs> I, I've experienced what a dry tree is like. I, I brought hours outside when I was a kid, and I just lit it on fire. You're going to have Whoosh. more heat. Oh, yeah. You, you, you could not only damage your uh, your chimney, but you could set your house on fire pretty quickly. So, And uh, we, we just take ours out and burn it in the yard and have a bonfire. That's more. That's what I like. <laughs> We're, we don't live inside of any uh, municipality, so out in, the, out in county islands you can do that kind of thing. We have our article this week is on budgeting. You can get it at rosieonthehouse.com and the quick links. We won't spend a lot of time on it today, but it's designed to help you just realize, you know, how much homes cost. There are so many, you know, you, you never think about it until something breaks. Well, then now you're repairing it, and there are home uh, warranty companies that you can buy. We're not a big fan of those. Um, th there is something that Focus Insurance offers, an, a, like an, a, an appliance insurance, um, which I think is a lot better than one of these warranties because you don't know who they're sending out to you. So many of them are... And something breaks, it's not under the warranty. That's guaranteed. Right? <laughs> they're they're um, part salesmen. So this this article out. is fun. I, I wrote it this week. Uh, I got to talk to... I called each category of the network, you know, electricians, plumbers, water softeners. And I just ask if you, in your ideal world, what would you tell a homeowner they need to do annually to upkeep their equipment, you know, and instead of just waiting for things to break. So this gives you an idea in all those categories, what it would cost, what needs to be looked at each year. Uh, air conditioning is a big one, you know, because we use it a lot. Um, 
and then uh, what to budget for that. So, and even it, it can look a little overwhelming. Maybe you don't have t- uh, money to schedule all these things, but you could spread it out over two or three years and still be ahead of the game rather than just waiting for things to break. Yeah. And when you, instead of paying to have a, a warranty, you know, a home warranty on your home, use that money to just save it separately. So when you have something that breaks, you've got that extra savings. You know, that's that's a lot better to have that in your account than, you know, the warranty company's account. I had one tip that just blew my mind. I talked to Jared of Techna Security Systems, and he said that biggest caution for homeowners is to make sure that your if you have an alarm system, make sure it's still supported by the technology you signed up for. For instance, if you had T- 2G at the time of your cellular and it was 2G and you signed up and you haven't checked it, it's, still, it's not working now because there is no such thing as 2G. It's been abandoned. 3G will be abandoned in the cellular. 3G will be abandoned in three years. And so you want to make sure you have four or five. But a lot of people, not a lot, Romy, but some people that signed up on landlines and, you know, everybody was like, oh, I'm going to cancel my landline. If you did that, and you didn't cancel your security system, you are paying for a system that doesn't work if you've cut your landline. Which so, how many of us have? Some of us. <laughs> I, if I you're married to Rosie, you have two. <laughs> I haven't had a landline uh, at a home in 17 years. <laughs> but, um, anyway, Jared had a case of a family who'd been paying their security system for like 10 years. And, and did it not, wasn't working. And, yeah. So. Well, great Check it tip. out. Great tip. Well, uh, Ron, Nancy, Manuel, hang tight. We'll finish taking your calls at top of the hour news when uh, we clear the studio for the next one. We won't leave you hanging. We'll get you answers today. We just are out of time today uh, for this Saturday's broadcast. But don't worry. RosieOnTheHouse.com during the week if you have questions or uh, the recording. Gary's going to have the podcast up here of the hour, our 8 o'clock outdoor living hour. We had a really interesting uh, <laughs> conversation. Art and and farm don't often come together. When you think farm art, you, you know, John Deere tractor, old style comes to mind. But uh, we, we tied art and farming together <laughs> this morning with our uh, Arizona gourd farmers. The You're going to be family. out of your gourd when you hear this. <laughs> and uh, then our 9 o'clock on the house hour, we were talking about things to be aware of in the building industry and how the uh, current state of affairs has changed it. Uh, things are delayed. Be patient when you're doing projects on your home. And then this hour, our open home hour, our goal is to answer as many questions as we can and cover our weekly to-do, which you can get that entire budgeting article. And the, the nice thing about the budgeting and technology as it's growing are rosieonthehouse.com slash app. You can download and get started with the Homesada platform that will help you learn and plan for these big budget items. So let's say we install a brand new air conditioning unit this week. Well, it will help calculate for you based on current conditions over the next 20 years of what that air conditioning is going to cost to replace. So you can plan to either save for it and have it cash or use your equity. So it helps do predictive budgeting planning. One of the new features here at rosieonthehouse.com that we bring to the Arizona homeowners to help uh, be every Arizona homeowner's best friend. Y'all have a safe and blessed Saturday. We'll see y'all here next Saturday, 8 o'clock sharp.